Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, 11.30 live with First Seder Bismedrish. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who will Bez Hashem be joining the Shir. Or Hashem, it's a bit of an anniversary this week for this Shir and for myself because exactly two years ago, today is August uh, 30th, August 31st, which was the same week, the first week of Elul, um, two years ago was the first time that these shiurim were posted on Torah Anytime, starting with the Taisvis Yantiv, whose yard site is this Friday, Vav Elul. That was the first shiur of this series posted on Torah Anytime. So Baruch Hashem, two years later, um, over 250 shiurim later, posted on Torah Anytime, Bechesed El We thank all of you our regulars in First Seder Bismedrish and our regulars and guests who uh, have subscribed and listened to the shiurim. Hundreds of people, Baruch Hashem, are listening and uh, Baruch Hashem, I thank you for the opportunity. L'Hagdol Torah U'L'Hadira and Bez Hashem Halavai Vaiter. Okay, today we are going to talk about Reb Meir Leibish Ben Reb Yechiel Michal, otherwise known as the Malbim. Leibish obviously being a nickname for Yehuda. His, mayor, his name was actually Mayor Yehuda, but he was called Mayor Leibish Ben Yechiel Michal. And that is how he got the name Malbim. Mem Lamed Yud Ben Yud Mem is Malbim. Mayor Leib Ben Yechiel Michal. And his yard site will be on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Aleph Tishrei, he was Nifter in the year. Tough Reish Mem, 1879. So the Malbim was born on Yud Tes Adar Tuf Kuf Samach Tes, 1809, in a city called Vlachisik, which is in the area called Valin. We've talked about this area a while back. It's what's in now, let's say, uh, the western Ukraine by Belarus. That area was called Valin. And he was um, he was uh, born in the city. It's about 180 kilometers east of Lvov. Um, now, it's this city was on the border between Poland and Galicia, or at that time Galicia was part of Austria. So it was on the Polish-Austrian border, and um, it was uh, it wasn't such a like a little hamlet. It was a nice sized city on the border. His father's name was Rechiel Michel. The family's name was Weiser, like white. Um, some want to say Malbim, actually his name was Malbin for white, for, but it doesn't seem clear. It's more Mestaber, it's Malbim, um, after the, uh, the name of himself and his father. Um, his father he refers to as a Kharif Umuflug Bitaira, someone who's sharp, someone who was uh, big Tamil And his wife, Rabbi Michiel Michal's wife, the way the Malbim refers to her is Hatzadekis Hatznua Vamaskeles, the righteous one. The Tznua, the Maskal, is the smartest one, Moras Simtsiya, Samach Yud Mem, Tzadi Yud Aleph. In the Hakdama Ta'artas Hachayim, his Sefer on the beginning of Arachayim, he writes, Elam Koton Verach V'yachad Ayisilif Naimi. I was a young child, soft and alone in front of my mother, because Avi, my father, Ainiti is not with me. Aydeni Bibay Niktaf, when he was young, he was snatched from us. When the Malbim was six years old, his father was Nifter. His mother remarried the Rav of the city. 
He writes, Avi Chargi, my stepfather, Harava Gain Charif Ubaki, Bechal Chedre HaTayra, someone sharp and someone who was a Baki in all of Tayra, Mirein Rabbi Hudaleib, Raivud Beir Meladati, the Rav of the city I was born in, um, Vlachasik, as we said before. Now he writes about his mother, my mother, Asher Yomim Gamlaila Lashachav Liba, days and not nights, her heart didn't rest. Biyamin Sadek Tamcha Yamini, she supported me, Saleini Bimagle Tzedek, and she led me in the righteous ways. Zachrala Kila Taiva, Hakadish Baruch Hu should remember for good. So her mother, his mother, he writes, was very worried and very involved in making sure that he was on the right derech. He continues, he says, he says, When I was bar mitzvah, 13 years old, I was like a, a, a bird that was alone. He says, I didn't even have any friends. He says, but I was awakened. To a desire to learn. And he says, Kasafti I wrote, Chidashti I was mechadish. Biarti I explained. Pirashti I explained more. Not only that, he says, I had one Rebbe. Vigam Ozvodani Aluf Nurai, the Rebbe of my of my youth, Harava Goin Remoisha Levi Horowitz, Balamachaber Saver Emekasidim, Voitzvarm Harbe, Vayosim Kol Mayonebi, he put all of his um his uh his work into me, all of his time into me. So he talks about he was a young child here, he decided he's going to learn, and he wrote and he was Mechadesh, and he had one Rebbe, Moisha Remoisha Levi Horowitz. At the age of 14, it was common in those days, he got married. He got married to a local young girl from a rich household. However, unfortunately, the Shidduch did not go too well, and they got divorced. They did have one daughter together. <clears throat> the daughter's name was Freida. Freida eventually married Rebbe Leo, Harif Halpern from Vilna, in the end of Artsas Achaim Chelek Beis, the end of the Malbim Sefer there, he brings some chidushim from this son-in-law, um, Rebbe Leo Halpern from Vilna. Because he got divorced, and this was a local shidduch, he had to leave the city, and uh, it was uncomfortable, and he traveled to Warsaw. Now Warsaw um, was not so close to where he was. It's about 560 kilometers northwest of where he was. And he went to Warsaw, and there he learned um, in the yeshiva of the Maril Tzins, later known as the Plutzker, the Maril Tzins, we mentioned him in the Shirin of Reb Reb He was from that Mishpacha. And um, in uh, Varsha, he was known as the Ilui from Valen, the Valner Ilui. From there, he traveled to Galicia, to Zidichov, to Reb Tzvi Hersh Zidichover. Um Now, this is again, he went um, from where he was born to Varsha, now back to Galicia. This city, Zidichov, is about 60 kilometers south of Lvov. South of Lvov. We had him before in his hometown. Um, was 100 kilom- 180 kilometers east of Lvov. So he's sort of south um, of where he was born. And he writes in Akdama there, which means in Kabbalah, My Rebbe in Kabbalah, Ish Kadosh Mizidichov. So he learned he learned a Kabbalah from Rutzvi Hersh of Zidichov, and he actually wrote a sefer the Malbim on um, on Chachmas Hakabbalah. Um, he wrote a sefer on it, probably at that time. Now he continues in his in his Akdam and he writes Hachilaisi Boy. 
I began to write this Sefer Artes Hachayim and the beginning of Arachayim, Kiven Tesvos Shana. When I was 15 years old, I already began to write the Sefer. He says, Is that time, Iyanti I didn't do it in a certain order. I would be Ma'ayin and Arachayim in um, random places until he says, when I was about 20 years old in the year Tovkuv Tzadi, I decided to start being Mesaderit, to put it in order. Yoim Velaylo Amadzi Mishmar, day and night I worked on this, uh, on this Avoida. In um, Tovkuv Tzadi Vav, so this is in, um, in um, 1836, so that's the year that he actually uh, published it. He writes, I have at this point Chidushim Anshas, Machberes al of Kodshim and Tum and Tahara, Chuvas and the other thir- three Chalakim of Shulchan Aruch, Jerashas, a Chibur al Atayra, Kama Chiburim Kitanim, small little Chiburim, uh, and Yeser HaChachmas, and other Chachmas like Diktuk and other things, and a Bir Nechmar and the Sefer Bechinas Oilam, which is a Sefer, an early Musr Sefer, a Kadmainisha Musr Sefer. So he's writing at this time, um, I already had all of these Svarim. All of these Svarim in 18, again, we said this is 1836, he was born in 1809, so he was all of 20-some years old, and he already had all these Svarim written when he was ready to publish the Arts Now it's interesting, even though he wrote the Arts at such a young age, in Hilchus Netilus Yadayim, over there on Dav Chav Gimel, he writes, Zayamim Rabim Hishavti Tshuva L'Shailas It's already been a long time that I wrote a Tshuva, to answer the Shiloh of a Chacham Echad. So, again, he wrote, said he wrote the Sefer when he was 15. At 20, he started being Masadarit. And there he writes, it's already a long time that I wrote a Tshuva to a Chacham Echad. Now, even though he had all these Svarim, he decided, Mishpat HaBechayra L'Chibar HaNechachi, that the firstborn, so to speak, the first one I should publish is this Sefer from all my Svarim, Since there is, it's Alpsak, it's Din, it's L'Tayelis Arabim, therefore it's going to have a very good purpose for the Masses, and it goes Al-Seder HaShulchan Aruch. So, for the three years before he published it, it seems he had finished already being Masadarit, and he traveled around for three years to get Haskamas for Gedolim. And you could see that, if you look in the Haskamas at the beginning of the Sefer, and you look at the dates, you could follow him along. He first has Haskama from Revolf, from Kellen. Kellen is in Czechoslovakia, uh, Bohemia. And um, that's on Dalid, Elo Tov Kuf Tzadi Dalid. He was then in Nikolsburg, Vahamedina, Remnachem Tribish, Tribich, um, Gimel Tishrei, Tov Kuf Tzadi Hei. He was then in Pressburg by the Chassam Seifer, Yud Beis Tishrei, Tov Kuf Tzadi Hei. Now the next, um, the next Haskama is not until another year, two, almost a year later. However, in between, it's interesting, if you look in Chuvah's Chassam Seifer, Arachayim Aleph, Simon Nun Aleph, he's writing to a Rav in a city called Trieste, which is in northeast Italy. Chaf Ches Shvat Tov Kuf Tzadi Hei. And this Rav had come back from a trip, and they made a whole Kabbalah's Panim for him, and he got up at the Kabbalah's Panim at night, and he benched Goimel. And one of the other Rabbanim there got upset at him, and he can't bench Goimel at night. Then he told him, there's other things you don't do like the Minig. And um, he wrote the Chassam Seifer, was I right? 
And the Chassam Sefer answered him back. He answered him, and he um, he he writes that this was Yeshayla, and he says, mm-hmm. So he says, and you brought a raya from the uh, you had the support, so to speak, of the Malbim. So it seems the Malbim was at that time in in the city, Trieste, on his way, it makes sense, as he was heading to where he was going, um, up to Amsterdam, it makes sense that he came across and he went through the north of Italy. Now, he got a, this, some say, actually, it's Malbin with a nun, um, like we said before, some said that was his name because of White, Weiser, um, but what's more astounding here is that he writes, Harav Hamara Goyla Merena Rav. He was all 25 years old, the Malbim, and the Chassam Seifer writes that about him, is a, is a shtikopela. Unbelievable thing. Not a pella in, I don't understand it, but it's an unbelievable thing. Um, after that, in the Askamas, we find Rav Shmuel Amsterdam writes, Be shifti pai, shifti that the Malbim was there for two months. And his Haskama signed Zayin Adarishan. Now, in the printing, it says Tovkuf Tzadi Zayin, but it seems it's a mistake. It should be Tovkuf Tzadi Vav. And then the last one is from Zalman Tikhtin, the Rav in Breslau, Ahmedina. That's where he printed the Sefer in Breslau. And he writes, Shiftu Shana Tmima, that he was already here a year, um, the Malbim. And that is signed Yutes Menachemov, Tovkuf Tzadi Zayin. That's why it doesn't make sense that the one from Amsterdam is Tovkuf Tzadi Zayin because Rav Breslau says that he's already been here a year. So it couldn't have been Adar and Av in the same year, Amsterdam and Breslau. Now the Hakdama is signed Chavvav of Tovkuf Tzadi Zayin right after he got this Haskama from the Rav of Breslau. And um, that's when he printed it. Now at the end of the Sefer, he writes that he could not fulfill his neder, that he had promised, it seems, to write a psicha of Divrei agada. He spoke a lot of agada. he would give drushes. And he writes, the reason is because it's too expensive, um, the printing is too expensive, number one, and my cost of living is too expensive. He said, I've been here already for a full year, look just like the, uh, the Rav Tikhtin said, I didn't take money from anybody. So I Pasha don't have money to, um, to print anything extra. He says he got the Arba Drushes. I said many Drushes here. But even though the Minig was to pay a Darshan, he didn't take any money. Wherever I went, I didn't take any money. He also writes in the beginning of the Sefer. Now it's interesting. I have Artis Achayim here, and uh, they don't have this piece. Under the Askamas, it's not here. But I found the first printing in the Yitzhar Chachma, and I don't know why they left it out. And he writes that he has letters from Rabbi Kiva Eger. Um, that wrote to him, Rav Kivega really didn't give askamas, but he wrote letters to him, and that he should write the Sefer and letters back and forth. And he has askamas from other Ga'inim, that again, because it's too expensive, he cannot print it. In fact, he said, and he says, Amir Tashem, in the second Chalik, I'll print it. The second Chalik was printed many years later in Tafresh Chafalif. He didn't print them there either. Um, he does write that he took a loan to pay for the uh, printing. Uh, over there in that same thing that's left out, he took a loan from someone to pay for the printing. Now, he wanted to become, he needed a Rabbanus, and he was actually looking at the Rabbanus of Posen, he was hoping that he'd become the Rav. But Rav Zalman Tikhtin, who had a karasatai for him because he had an issue with some of the Maskilim, and the Malbim stood up for him, and um, he told him it's better to get a small Rabbanus first. Don't take a big Rabbanus right away. So he took a Rabbanus in a city called Varshana. 
um, which is in the neighborhood of Posen. Mechuz Posen, Yud Zayin Kislev Tovkov Tzadiches. And actually in the Ksav Rabbanus, after, before he signed it, he wrote in himself a Tznai, that if I become the Rav of Posen, I'm allowed to back out even earlier than the three years we made up. If you remember, we spoke numerous times about the, th- the Rabbanim used to take a three-year contract. So it was a three-year contract, but he says I have a right to back out within three years if I become the Rav of Posen. Reb Zalman also was Matziah to him a Shidduch, a relative of Reb Zalman from the city of Lunches. Lunches was like uh, the, uh, the Kliyakar, was from Ish Lunches, um, which is about, it's in Poland, 42 kilometers north of Lodz, and uh, the daughter of the Parnas, Revival of Chinsky, she was an Almana, she had been married to the daughter, uh, to the son of the Chemda Shleimai from Varsha, Homaisa, the son of the Chemda Shleimai, ended up in Katz, the Chemda Shleimai was a big misnaged, and uh, he was in, it was a whole zog, but he ended up being Nifter, unfortunately, um, the son of the Chemda Shleimai, and this was his Almana. Um, and he, uh, so he married this, he married this woman from Lunches. Chaf Vav Ir Tafkuf Sadi Tas, he printed his sefer called Artsas Hashalom. Artsas Hashalom are drushes, nine drushes, and Yesoidus Hamuna and Deyats. While he was there in, this, in, in uh, the Rav of his city, he was uh, made many takanas, and because of that, um, the Maskilim got very upset at him, and after three years, his time was up, he wasn't interested in fighting with them anymore, and he left his Rabbanus, and he became the Rav of the city Kempen. Kempen was a city about 250 kilometers southeast of, uh, of um, Varshana. And um, he was Rav in that city for 17 years, and that's how he got the name Kempenerov or Kempenerov. Now, at the outset, the Maskilim did not want him to become the Rav. They knew him already. And even though he was actually um, voted in, they had a, a vote, and Lemaise, he won. They went to the government and they said all types of lies about him and they told him he doesn't know the, the, the language, he comes from the dark Lita, Lita was a backwards place and um, so Lemaisa, whoever was the in charge of, uh, you know, um, of the elections over there, the, the Gaisha Sarhapnim they call him, whoever was in the government, he, he went, he really didn't want to get involved in mission to the uh, Jewish politics and elections and he looked into it and Lemaisa, he let it be. But he wrote at the end, and he said that he wrote in Yiddish, um, orthodox. He's too from for these maskilim. In other words, he writes that really he was voted in fair and square. The reasons these people made a made a, a stink, and they and they and they protested it. He writes, my uh, investigations come out is that he's too from for them, and that's why they don't want him. In those years, while he was camping a Rav, he was asked to be the Rav of many different Kehillahs, and especially the city of Eel, or Ul, Eel as it's known in Hungary. In, uh, Hungary. After the Ismach Moshe was Nifter, the Yitav Leiv, his Enikol, the Sigeter as they call him, he um, wanted to be the Rav, and some wanted him, but there was a lot of Hisnagdus uh, to that, a lot of Balabatim didn't want him, so he left the city, and they needed a Rav, and they wanted, they felt... There was also a lot going on there with Haskala, and uh, they wanted, they felt the album would be good, so much so that the Kalarye, who is uh, my daughter, my son-in-law, is an anical of the Kalarye, actually was very much, um, he was the Rav in Mad, and he very much wanted him to be the Rav in Eel, their neighboring cities to each other, and he actually traveled to Kemp, 
Kempfner to uh, to Kempin to um, to uh, try to convince him. But at the end, the uh, the people of his city did not let him leave, and he stayed there. Kempfner up. Now in the Akdamat of Ayikur, he writes Vayibishnas Tafresh Dalid was in the year 1842. Kalei Brunswick was the place where the reform got together. We talked about this a very long time ago when we handled that Kufa with Rav Sham Shafal Hirsch and Rav Shalim Eger and the Arach Laner and others. They got together and made all their different changes in Brunswick. He says, when that happened, that's when I decided to get together. I decided to compose a Chibor on Tanakh. Now it's very interesting, the gra- they happened to have invited him to this convention in Brunswick. I'm not sure why they thought that he would be someone that would be interested in it. And he sent them back a message. He says, when a king wants to build a palace, then you have to bring all the experts and the fine artisans. When he wants to destroy his palace, all you need are a few grub of people from, from, the, from the marketplace. You don't need anyone fancy to destroy. So he says, I don't know why you're inviting me. You're not coming to build, you're coming to destroy. You, you, you people are enough for that, you don't need me. That's what he sent them back. Now, one of the things the Reform didn't give Yachas to the Kedusha of Tanakh. And they said, Tanakh, the Nevi'im, especially, all they are are songs, they're Mishalim, and therefore, because of that, he felt that he had to, um, he had to put Tanakh in proper perspective, and he started with Yeshaya, the Malbim. And Akdamat Yeshaya, he writes, there's three Klalim when you learn Nach. Number one is, there's no Kefal There's no things that are repeated just for nothing. Each thing has a Tafkit. Number two, there's no stam milois bimikra. Happens to be they used the word. Every word was measured. And also, there's nothing here that's this for no reason. There's no maimarek. Empty words just for no reason. He writes, Kidibur alechaim kulchem, kel When they, Nevi'im, spoke this, it was the Dibur of Hashem, ruachaim ba'apam, and therefore Hashem, there's no extra words and no double words. There's no things that are just there for no reason. Everything has a purpose, and he came to show that. And it's signed, Yeshaya signed, Yud Kislev, Tofreshei, Poi Kempen. He continued, obviously, and he wrote on all of Tanakh. Now, not just Nach, but on Tanakh as well. His biggest Sefer is, is, is on Sefer Vayikra. And that is based on Teiras Kayanim. And he writes, it's Prishki, the Rabbah. This is the fruits of a lot of intense um, effort. I was involved in learning for many days in this. And what was the point? I showed and I made clear. When Chazal darshan something, it is actually the pshat in the pasuk according to the terminology that oimek halashan uviyasaydi asafa ivri. If you know lashan akaydish and you know the words and you know why words are used, you'll see that when Chazal made a jirasha, it wasn't stam a play on words. They understood the re- words that were used. This is the pshat that is actually um, Hashem wanted us to see. And all of Teresh Abba is actually in Teresh Abiksav. And he writes, And this Sefer is going to stand up in the uh, battlefield to make a war against those who are machish and deny the Kabbalah of Chazal. And he called this Sefer HaTorah V'HaMitzvah HaTayra is referring to the Mikra, the Psukim. HaMitzvah is referring to the Teres Kainim, the Safra. Sheshneya Mishkan Echad, Teira Mitzvah, they are one unit. 
Now eventually the whole um, the whole Chamisha Chomshetayrug ended up being called Hatayrav Hamitzvah, but he called Sefer Vayikra specifically Hamitzvah, referring to Tayrus Kayanim. He named it Hatayrav Hamitzvah. Now the Klalim of Tanakh that he writes, he has Akdama called Ayelas Hashachar, and in it he has six hundred and thirteen Klalim. And he writes, these klalim, asher kiblu chachme ha-mishnah v'hamesayrus v'taluchas l'shan ha-kaydish. These are the klalim that the chachme ha-gemara v'hamishnah had in l'shan ha-kaydish and made their drushas. 613 klalim. Now I'll just point out that it, he didn't finish um, the entire Sefer Dvarim. In middle of Parshish Kiseitze is the end of the Pirish of the Malbim. From there and on, they filled it in, his, his children filled it in. And it's very interesting, um, I think we may have mentioned this, tomorrow is the art site of the Meshechachma, Dalit Elor, Emer Simcha Kayin. And in Meshechachma, in Parshas Kiseitze, Perach Avbeis, Chapazach Avbeis, he writes, Mikan, Atzaifa Parsha, Aderech HaTerev HaMitzvah. And in fact, Kiseitze is extremely long, it's on the Sifri, it's not the regular way of the Meshechachma. He actually, so to speak, filled in the Malbim's Pirush, on par- the end of Parshas Kiseitze. Now, he didn't continue past Kiseitze. Um, I, I always say we sort of lost the Meshachach on Kiseitze because of that. Um, but, um, but those who, I don't, I'm not a bucky in the 613 Klalim of Ayala Sashachar, but there are those who say that if you go through Rameir Simcha's um, re- rewriting or re- filling in of the Torah of HaMitzvah, you will see that he was a bucky in those 613 Klalim, just like the Malbim was, and it's a, uh, and it's a, and it's, and it's a good bim kind for the Malbim. Why Rameir Simcha felt the need to fill it in, I never saw a pshat um, that specifically why he felt this need to fill in the Torah mitzvah on Parshas Kiseite, but that is what he did. Now in the year Tafri Shudches, he became the Rav of Bucharest, Romania. Nobody knows why, it's not clear I should say, why he left Kempen, why he went to Romania, Bucharest, why he went there. Um, there was very little Yiddishkeit over there. The reform was very strong there. They had a temple there. And in fact, the only reason they took him as a Rav is because they thought he was a Maskil. Because he had Svarim and Diktuk and things like that, they weren't so bakad that he was actually against the Maskilim, and they took him as a Rav. And in his first drasha, he measured up everybody, and he looked around and he says that nowadays the Rabbanim are in place of the Kayanim. So you have to give the Kayan Matnas Kahuna. Zroya l'chayayim v'keva goes from every animal to the kayin. So Zroya says, the forearm, I want you to give me your forearm, meaning I want you all to put on tefillin. The l'chayayim is the cheekbone, I want you shouldn't shave with a razor. And the keva is the stomach, I'm asking you should only eat kosher. That's what he was dealing with there. When he got there, he, he realized that. Not only that, there was problem with Shabbos. There's a tshuva, Yad Elazar. Now, if you read the Taldus of, of, of the Malbim in different places, they write Yad Eliezer. It's actually Yad Elazar. From Elazar Horowitz, who was a Talmud of Chazam Seifer, in Simon Kufvav, he writes in the year Tafresh Yates to a Dayan in Bucharest. And he writes to him, he says, I heard in your city already also it started by Yichalu Shabbos, this public Chilo Shabbos. The Rav of the city, the Malbim, and he, the the Rav of the city wanted to to uh, make um, to to fence in the breaches and to force them to to uh, keep Shabbos. So what did the Malbim do? This is all in the tshuva there. He called the Shaykhtim and he made them make a shvua 
Allah uvishvua uvechirem uvenedar al das rabim leval yishchitu lo ibrim hanal. Anybody who's mechal Shabbos, the shaychdim are not allowed to shechet them, and he made all types of curses and shvuas and haramim. No way out of it at all. So what was the story? Why did they were they, was he writing this? Well, there was a um, there was a person who came to the city who convinced the shaychdim to be over on their shvua. And now the question was, these shaychdim who were over on the shvua. Could they still shecht anymore? And what about with this person who convinced them? So he comes out and he says, the, this Rebbe Lazar, what says, the psulim l'shchita, there's no takana to go back to being shechtim because they were over on this. Unless you have some type of malach you want to give them, <coughs> and they're willing to do it, so then they could um, come back. But without that, they were over on all these haramim and shvuas and allahs, they can't shecht anymore. But you see, he was fighting Chilo Shabbos, and he had uh, some creative ways to try to um, keep Shmira Shabbos. Now the Hakdama Ta'atayr Vamitzvah Yikra is signed Nisan, Tafresh Chav, Bukharest. Now in Tafresh Chav Dalid, he made a base medrash for Tayr and Tvila in Bukharest, Bukharest, however you pronounce it. He made a yeshiva there. In this... Uh, Shul, he made 21 takanas according to the letters um, of the Aleph phase. And it's interesting how he did it. There's a lift takanas. He started with letter Hey and he went to Tuf and then he went from Dalit to Aleph. I don't know why he did it that way. I didn't see a Hezber. He made an Eruv there. Uh, the the, the, the uh, Moderna took down the Eruv or the Gaim took down the Eruv. Um, now, at that time, so, and there was a lot going on there. He had a lot of uh, issues over there. Now, the head of the temple decided enough was enough, and he went to the government, and he said that the Rav is a German spy. Um, he's coming to spy for them. Vaharaya, he came here without his wife, so it seems seems that he his wife was back, and it seems a lot of his Rabbanus was without his wife. Um, but here it seems, um, for sure here it, he didn't have her. And um, he says in his Sefer on Yeshaye, makes fun of Christianity. So they threw everything, anything to try to be Malshimim. And in the year 1864, Tafresh Shabbos, they came and they arrested him, Bachzarius, and they threw him into jail. And they actually decreed that he should be put to death. They ran, the Yidin ran to the Sadiga Rebbe, who got Moses Montefiore involved, and um, he was able to be freed. On the one condition that he has to leave Romania within 24 hours. And they took him and they put him Erev Shabbos on a wagon full of zevel, of dung, and they took him to the Gvul of uh, Romania, Bulgaria, and that Gvul, and he re- remained there over Shabbos. Um, after that, he went to Constantinople, which was the capital of the Ottoman Empire. Romania was under their rule, and he sw- stayed there for a half a year, trying to clear his name, trying to, uh, to, to fix up what happened. I saw also perhaps he, all his stuff was left there. He had Svarim there he wanted back. Mites it didn't help. So there he went to Paris. In um, He went to Paris. He tried over there. He heard there was a way maybe to clear his name. He writer was a Matzliach. And he was roaming around a little bit. Uh, wandering around, I should say. Roaming is not a good word. He was wandering. He was in Frankfurt. Over there, he, he was, uh, he was uh, supportive of Rav Shamsha Hirsch, who was fighting against the uh, reform at the time. And around this time, he got a message from his wife's family in Lunches that his father-in-law had been nifter and left over a very big Yerusha for him and a big house for him. So he went back there. He went back to, uh, he went back to Lunches 
and um, his wife was running the business, and he sat there and learned. He finished his Pirish on Tanakh while he was there. He finished Yeshua on Tafresh Chavav, Yecheskel Tafresh Chavzayim, Telim Tafresh Chavches, Daniel Tafresh Chavches. Then someone uh, started helping out, helping, quote-unquote, his wife in the business and started ripping her off, and people warned her, and she didn't see it. Lamais, at the end, he stole all the money from her. They had nothing left. And um, this person's daughter got married, gave her a big dowry from all the stolen money, and the Malvim got up that Shabbos by Kriya Satira, and he stopped them from doing Kriya Satira, and he got up and made a macha. And he told him, I really could be Michael you on everything, but I'm not Michael you on one thing, that because of you I have to go to the world of Rabbanus anymore, I cannot forgive your lo'ilam. Um, you know, as we see, he had a lot of tsaris in his Rabbanus, fighting the maskilim, and therefore he says, I, 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 that I can't be Michael you for. Um, at that time, he got a invitation, an invitation from the city of Kharsain, Kharsain, which is... Um, South Ukraine, which is 1,500 kilometers from Lunches. Like, like I said, if you, if you look at the map where the Malmen traveled around, it was really unbelievable. Um, Lunches didn't have a Rav at the time. They wanted him to be the Rav, but he didn't want it to be, to be the Rav. He accepted from Kharsan. His wife didn't want to go with him. She didn't want him to leave her, but he had already promised them. So he said, I only promised them for a year. I'll come back after a year. Again, he had problems with the Marskilim and Kharsan, and everything he did, they were against him. After a year, he went back to lunches, and um, he, bega- he took the Rabbanus in lunches. Um, very interesting, in lunches, he had the exact opposite problem. Some people got up and said he's a maskil, and they brought rayas from his, from his Pirushim that he's a maskil which is a palace. His whole Pirush was against the Maskilim. But he didn't have a lot of Atzlach, unfortunately. Because of that, he left the city and he went to a city called Smolnsik, which is in western Russia, where his daughter and son-in-law, Rabbi Shua um, Zlikin, lived there. And he lived there until Tafrei Shlamid Beis. At that time, there was a city called Mahalov, um, in uh, eastern Belarus, Russia, where at that time is Russia, today it's in Belarus. Um, the um, the Rabbanim there had been Reb Meir Berlin and Reb Chaim Berlin, not um, the Nitziv's son, rather the Nitziv had an uncle named Reb Meir Berlin, and he had a son named Reb Chaim Berlin, which was Nitziv's first cousin. They had been the Rabbanim here in Mahalov, and um, they asked the Malbim to come and be the Rav, so he accepted it. And the first Shabbos he was there, more than 3,000 people came to hear his drasha. Filled the whole shul, all of the streets and all the alleyways around the shul. And he darshaned. And all the sudden from the Mizrach, a shrai came out and said, This is a mekach tois, it's a mistake. We hired the Artsas Hachayim as the Rav. Meaning the person who's a Bucky, a Lamdin, a, a, a Baal Halacha. And here he's saying drashas. It seems the Artsas Hashalom, that's his drasha sefer, came to us. And um, it's a Mekach Tais. So the Malbim said, the Lamdanim don't need me. Adarabba, it's the Pshute Ha'am who need me. And the, from the crowd they said, uh, they said, Rebinke, Zog Weiter, Mirzait Unz Gor Mechaya, Say Weiter, Yer Bamesh Bim Mechayas. And the Drosh went on for hours and hours. Um, in fact, Pri Yitzchak from Rabitzel Petterberger, Simon Mem Gimel, in the year Tafresh Lamed Gimel, he writes, Kveid Agoin Agadol, Rabban Shal Yisrael, Goin Oilam, Asher Koroz Mimenu Leinelam, Malbim Avvezin Malav. Now, in Tafresh Lamed Hay, the Maskilim were Malshin on him, so he had to leave there, and he went back to uh, 
Smolnsik over there where his daughter was and his son-in-law. Um, somewhere in that time afterwards, he visited Moscow and he darshaned in the main Mesmejish of Reb Chaim Berlin, the son of the Nitziv, um, who was the Rav of Moscow, who actually calls Manim album was there. He was Meshamashim, Mamish like a Talmud in front of his Rebbe. Um, now, while he went back to Smolnsik and he got a letter from Rameir Liman, who was the Mechaber of the Sefer, Meir Nasiv An Yerushal Mizraim, who was the Rav of Magensia all the way back, Mainz, in Germany, who told him, come to our city here, and you, I heard you're having a lot of tsaras, come to Germany, you'll be able to learn here quietly, calmly, no one will bother you. Um, at that time, Rizal Salanta was over there, and, um, and um, was in Magencia, he was doing some work there in Magencia, spreading Musser, and it was a good time to go there. So he decided he's going to leave, so he's going all the way from Russia, now all the way across to Germany. So on the way, he passed through Kenningsburg. Kenningsburg, now it's called Kaliningrad, that's where Bishol Salanter actually is buried, was Nifter and buried there. I was able to be there in Kenningsburg. And, um, and when he was in Kenningsburg, they convinced him to take the Rabbonus, the Ksava Kabbalah had been Nifter and Tafresh Chafhei, and um, they convinced him to take the Rabbonus in Kenningsburg. And in Kenningsburg, we find that he got involved in the machine matzah controversy of Rav Shloim, of um, with uh, with the Shalom Eshev, um that we've talked about a few times. He was uh, for it. He was for the matzahs against Rav Shloim Kluger. There was about a sroigim of Eretz Yisrael, a sroigim of Karpoi, in a uh, journal called Halavana in Shnasiyot Beis Cheveres Memtes. He uh, has a letter there about it. The Chavetz Chaim was once in Kenningsburg and he met the Malbim there and he talked about later on in his life about things from then when he uh, got to know the Malbim in Kenningsburg. There was a lot of politics in Kenningsburg. There was different Kilais, the modern, there was the uh, the Russians and the Polins, Polish, there was the Haredim and uh, he wasn't happy there in Kenningsburg and he decided um, that he's going to leave. While he was in Kenningsburg they offered him the Rav HaKailal in New York, Chief Rabbi of New York, that eventually went to Rabbi Yaakov Yosef. They offered him a lot of money to come, but he was already old and he said, it's too much for me. So he decided to accept the Rabbonus of Kremenchuk. I guess he gave up on the idea of going to, um, to uh, Magencia. Now, um, this is about 1,500 kilometers south of Kenningsburg. Again, south Ukraine. So again, he's all the way up, now he's coming all the way down. So he's going straight south, so to speak, from Kenningsburg. He left Kenningsburg, he went through Vilna. In Vilna, he darshaned to the main shul. They wanted him to stay as the rub and the magid, but Vaita, the maskilim, didn't allow it to happen. He continued, he went through Brisk. The Beis Halevi and all the Chachmei Habris went out to greet him with Neiroiz Dolkin. They came with candles as a covet for him. He went then to the city of Kobrin, and also they came out to greet him. Everywhere he went, it was Kovid Godel. In Kobrin, he, um, he was there for a few days, and he got sick. For about two weeks, he was very, very deathly ill. Then he got better, and he continued to go, and he went to Kiev. Kiev is already in the Ukraine. Two weeks before Rosh Hashanah came to Kiev, he got sick again, and... Um, on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, two weeks later, 8 o'clock in the morning, he was nifter in the city of Kiev. He didn't even make it to Kremenchuk. The Zikne Kiev would say that that night when the Chavra Kedisha, I guess Matzah Rosh Hashanah, Chavra Kedisha came to be metapa with him, they took the sheet off of him and the entire house lit up with an unbelievable light 
and he said they were shaking there for about an hour. They couldn't bring themselves to come close to actually touch him and be metapa with him. So finally someone said, we're only doing this l'chvaidai, and they were able to go ahead and be metapa with him. And his, uh, his, his levaya was a very big levaya, and he was buried in the city of Kiev. This is the Malbim, the um, Rav Yosher in his Sefer, and the Malbim, his biography, he writes that when he learned in Brisk, in this yeshiva of Rabbi Chanan Wasserman, Rabbi Chanan Wasserman had it before World War I, had a yeshiva in Brisk, so when he was learning there, he heard in Brisk, the Rabbi Chaim Brisker would say that there were four Gedele Hadar that were Hitzstainu, he says they were something more than all the Ga'ine Hazman at the time. And the four Gedele Hadar that were um, the greatest in that generation were Rabbi Shuleib Diskin, Rabbi Sal Salanter, his father, the Beis Halevi, and the Malbim being the fourth one. This is the Malbim, Again, his Yardzeh will be the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Um, and uh, He had a very troubled life, as we see with the Maskilim here, but what he left is a treasure trove for Klai Yisrael, the Malbim Antanach, the Arts Mamish, a treasure for Klai Yisrael, and uh, he should be a Melitz for Klai Yisrael. Call to everyone, have a wonderful day.